Welcome to Season of the Bitch, the leftist podcast wrapping you into a big, warm hug. Today we have Laura, Zoe, and Kellen. And today we're talking about the holidays, the holidays. That's the holidays. That's us. Make the hillside gay. That's so true. So true, besties. So true, besties. <laughs> if uh, if you're like me, some parts of the holidays feel icky, and like you know, we're gonna give you some tips and tricks. Real ones know the tips and tricks song from early season of the bitch. And Ozzy couldn't make it today, but they fucking remembered it as a listener, and I was so happy. <laughs> if you forgot, it goes like this: tips and tricks, tips, tips and tricks. Um, but we're gonna give you some of those to make. Uh, the holidays a little bit better. But first, I thought we could talk about what going through the holiday season is like for each of us, things we like, things we struggled with, etc. Sure, I can start. Um, well, I'm not going to go into too many details because some of my relatives listen to the podcast and <laughs> I'm not trying to, you know, um, heighten any situations. But what I can share is that this is the first holiday season um, since I was born that I'm not seeing like certain members of my immediate family. Um, and yeah, I think that's definitely a certain form of grief, especially because I am seeing some of my family and I'm going to mm -hmm. be in like shared family spaces where we have all been together. So it kind of yeah. heightens that. Um, it's something that I hadn't really thought about necessarily that as much the grief aspect until mm -hmm. like Thanksgiving um, when I was also with some members of my family, but not all and was like, oh, it's not only the grief, it's also kind of feeling like abandoned by certain family members yeah. and feeling like, you know, they've like left this situation. And I actually had a really good conversation the other day with a couple friends from grad school and or that are now graduated and working as social workers and therapists. Um, and one of my friends, it's the first year that she chose not to see her parents over the holidays. And I was talking about like the grief around that. And I think, I don't know, it's super interesting um, having the majority of my friends, at least like in, in Chicago, my in-person friends are now therapists yeah. and mm -hmm. kind of talking about this, like, how we're all, you know, navigating our own boundaries and like setting firm firmer boundaries with family than I think like the general population yeah does. totally um yeah so that was helpful also for people navigating these things you're definitely not, not alone. alone sometimes yeah. you gotta cut them out exactly yeah. I definitely like can relate to this um longtime listeners may remember that I um deep season of the bitch lore stopped talking to my dad when I was like 15 16 and so and that was after he and my mom got divorced and I guess like they got well they they separated when I was 14 and then by the time like I turned 15 and the first Christmas after their separation rolled around I had stopped talking to him um so I never did the like divorced kids Christmas like split the thing up type thing I was like very firmly like 
you're not in my life anymore. Um, and that was absolutely the right decision for me. Um, boundaries, like taking care of yourself, all of that kind of thing. He is a literal sociopath and a very scary human. Um, but that doesn't make it like any easier when Christmas rolls around, especially like as a young person to be like, you know, feeling an absence. I think there's so much emphasis on the idea of like happy families around this time of year that like if yours doesn't fit that mold for whatever reason whether it's like abandonment you know family strife death you know somebody being gone for a reason that isn't because of internal you know disputes but because of their job or they're ill like there's so many reasons that like you can feel incomplete i think around this time of year and this is not a unique thought by any you know stretch of the imagination but i did just want to reiterate that like it's normal um and i for me it was hard at first like Christmases were really hard because it was just a reminder of the fact that I didn't have the kind of family that I wanted to have. Um, I really wanted to feel like I was in a whole family. And um, it brought up when I was younger, like a teenager, it brought up a lot of like anger and frustration at my dad for making that impossible. Um, but like, I actually, I've come to be someone who absolutely fucking loves this time of year now. Like, it can definitely be, I can definitely I'll, I'll sometimes get kind of like wistful and sad thinking about younger me and how hard it was for me. Kind of like that empathy for that younger self comes up for sure. But like, I one thing that's been really helpful for me in like coming to terms with that missing family member is realizing that like, I do have a family that I really love. And even though it's not the one that I started with and it's not the one that is like exactly like the picture books, like I love my mom. I love my brother. I love seeing them. I love seeing my grandparents. Like it's been really helpful. And this is so corny to like focus on the stuff that does make me happy. And remember that like very few people have that like picture perfect family. It's okay if you don't. And like there is still, or there can be, I don't want to prescribe anything to anyone, but there can be still so much joy, I think, that like comes out of this season if you, if you want there to be. Totally. Similarly to what y'all were saying, like, and you did touch on this, but um, as people know, like I've lost a lot of family members to death um, in the last few years. And so that's obviously like a major um, thing. And I also know that this will be my last Christmas with my dad, but it's basically because it's going to be my last Christmas with my stepmom, mm. um, you know, and similarly to what Zoe was talking about, it's like you do enough of that therapy work and even like this late into life, you can be like, oh, <laughs> like I have to set this boundary because these people are actively causing me harm and actually yeah. have my whole life. Um, so yes, more power to you. And I think there's also um, been a lot of power for me in like reclaiming who's my family. Like I've mm -hmm. decided my friend Hannah's my dad and my friend Alicia's my mom. I love that. And, you know, I just think there's a way for you to work with, again, what you were saying, Colin, like yeah. what you do have in your life and like, you know, being able to 
hold on to that when you can. That super resonates with me, Laura. I feel like y'all know this. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast or not, but like every Father's Day, I celebrate Father's Day with myself because I'm my own dad and I always publicly wish myself happy Father's Day. Um, And that's like very silly. I know, but like Father's Day used to be hard for me. And now it's like a fun, funny thing where I'm like, you're not my dad. I'm my dad. Like happy Father's Day to the best dad in the world, myself. And it's fun, you know? And it, it, again, like it takes, I don't think it's like you can just decide that's what you're going to do and it'll make holidays easier. But there is like a light at the end of the tunnel. I guess, as I guess, like maybe the person in this three person group, who's like the furthest on their like estranged family journey, (laughs) it does, you know, hashtag it gets better. Um, But we can talk about something else now, something different. Well, I do just want to say, as we established on a previous episode, which I can't remember which one. Kellen is number one podcast daddy. So that's true. Big daddy energy. <laughs> um, but yeah, something else I wanted to talk about about this time of year is um just being from a non-dominant religion mm-hmm. during this time. And, you know, my lens is, you know, being Jewish. There's of course a lot of other non-dominant religions or we're not raised with any religious affiliation. Um, so there's like many ways to interpret this. And I know we talked about it a lot on last year's Hanukkah episode, which I would recommend going back to, especially for, you know, for everyone, actually, totally. I'm not going to, I'm not going to justify that. Um, no, that's a good episode. <laughs> but I think um, so- actually it would be anti-Semitic to uh, censor yourself in that way, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I have been spending Hanukkah saying everything is anti-Semitic. Yeah, really fun for me. Um, as you should. <laughs> like on the first night of Hanukkah, actually, a couple days ago, there's this big Hanukkah pop-up bar in Chicago, and I went with some friends. And this man, who safe to say was Ew, not already Jewish, mm-hmm. yeah, would not stop hitting on me. And I was like, "You're being so anti-Semitic. You're ruining my Hanukkah." Oh my god! Oh my god. So rude. Let's get Hate it. I know. Um, his him. his friend actually shout out to this one good man. His friend like made him stop. Oh, good. we love to see that ally his, behavior. His ally. friend was like, was like, is he bothering you? And I was like, extremely yeah. so. He's and his friend worse. was like, dude, you gotta stop. Like, you have to leave like this table alone. And <sighs> I was like, thank you so much. Yeah. Um. That's anyway, <laughs> yeah, I think like one thing that's kind of irritating around this time of year and currently it is Hanukkah and Hanukkah and Christmas do overlap this year but that's rare is like when people say like happy holidays meaning to be inclusive but it's literally just like on Christmas and it's like (laughs) okay but you're like talking about Christmas or like the holiday lights like whatever and it's like they're Christmas lights like um it's not that this is like my hill to die on. I simply find it perturbing um, and would like to air my grievances on the podcast. But as you're right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there can also just be some, I don't know, sometimes feeling like left out of certain traditions, even though my family has like our own um, Christmas traditions and like gets our like Szechuan food and mm-hmm. does some cute little things and it's fun. Um, I also like, Growing up, have I have cousins that are not Jewish and would like see them, but um, in recent years we haven't done that. 
um, and like have celebrated with friends from time to time and things like that. So, I mean, I still have fun with it, but I don't know. I think it can be annoying when people think it's just like everyone is, is Christmasing. Totally. Um, because they're, they're not, um, and they don't <laughs> want to be, it's not that I like wish I had Christian energy. Um, <laughs> but I think along that, yeah, vein, no. something that I've, <laughs> yeah, one of my, actually, one of my clients asked me if I celebrated Christmas a couple weeks ago and I said no, and then still wish me a happy Christmas, oh a Merry God. Christmas. And Rude. I was like, I know. I was like, I literally told you I, this is not for me, but anyway, um, in that vein, something I do really enjoy that I've co-opted, um, from the Christians is my holiday cards. And they're I so started. Good. Thank you. I started doing them last year. This is now my second year. It's me and, um, my pets this year. Last year was my cat and I in matching denim vests. This year it so was, good. uh, now that oh I have a God. dog as well, both of my pets and I, yes, we were all wearing, um, Carhartt <sighs> outfits and so <laughs> thank you I'm, we're we're like the thing is we're queering christmas cards that's fucking right <laughs> and it's actually been really nice like i think this time of year can also there can be like some loneliness and isolation but i get like a lot of responses even last year like i sent them to a family friend that i hadn't seen in a while and like she wrote me back like this whole letter um oh. one of my cousins who i otherwise like just don't have that much c- contact with not for like any particular reason i just have a ton of cousins um but like last year she messaged me being like you won the like best holiday card and then actually today she got my card and she has this like display of holiday cards in her home and she sent a picture of mine like front and center and was like i moved a boring one and put yours in the front yeah also i just want to say that zoe um offered to everyone in the discord at patreon.com slash season of the bitch that anyone could get one of these holiday cards. I did. It was so. a Patreon exclusive. I only offer them to Patreon and my actual friends and family. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's where you can get next year's. Exactly. But yeah, it's been really fun. I actually last year talked to my therapist about it because I was like, I should be working on finals. But instead, I'm like obsessing over making this weird holiday card of my cat and I. <laughs> and my therapist was like, I think that's great. I agree. Um, so it's therapist greenlit. Um, it's friends greenlit, relatives greenlit, Patreon. They love it. Um, highly recommend. It's a fun just, little thing. I just want to add, Zoe, that anything you do is automatically therapist greenlit as you yourself are a therapist. <laughs> you yeah, don't need anyone's permission. That's a really good point. Um, sometimes I feel like it's a do what I say, not what I do situation with, with me, but I'll have to think about that. (laughs) Anytime I need to be, now that I'm thinking about it, anytime I need to be justified in any actions, I can just ask you, as we know, you are one of my most enabling friends. And I'll just Mm -hmm. be like, 100% of the therapists that I surveyed about this said it was a great (laughs) idea. So we're good. Let's go. That's exactly Um, why I am in debt for this degree. I'm going to be really honest. Yeah. So we said it was totally fine for me to absolutely set my life on fire. Um, And I would. I know. If it would make you happy, I would. Thank you so much. Um, Another thing that it could be worth it to talk about that, like, is something that you have to, you know, people sometimes have to navigate during holiday seasons is, like, figuring out how to navigate, like, who to spend it with, which becomes 
it's like something that divorced kids have to deal with is they still talk to both parents. Um, and then it definitely becomes something that people have to deal with if and when they become like, you know, involved with significant other. Um, I know Ozzy is not here to talk with us about this, but they are doing some very exciting holiday times with a significant other for the first time. I am also doing my first like holidays with my current significant other. And I think it can be hard sometimes for like families to accept that, like that you're going to be spending your holiday with someone that isn't your family or like that they don't view as your family. Um, especially if there's like a pretty significant tradition of like spending time with your family on holidays. Um, luckily, like my mom is very supportive and is like, I've, I understand that this was always going to be something that might come up and like, she's somebody that's like um you know i don't want you to have to spend any time with me if you don't want to so you know if you want to do both holidays with matthew like that's fine i was like i don't want to do that like i love you and i want to spend time with you and we got thanksgiving with matthew and we're getting a week for christmas so really like i won this deal you know but like i recognize that i got very lucky in that sense and I have been with someone in the past whose parents like weren't so thrilled about spending holidays with me. Um, and like that can be something that's very tricky to navigate. Um, but I think this is going to be like a theme probably of this episode. Like you got to do what's best for you. This can be a really tough time of year. And there's so many expectations on people for their time, for their money, for like the where they're going to be and when they're going to be. And, you know, it's I think there's no rule book for like how to do it. But like ultimately, maybe you don't love like hanging out with your aunt on Thanksgiving, but like, that's just what your family does for Thanksgiving. That's fine. Like if you can handle those four hours, great. But like, you don't, no one, like you don't have to spend like December 23rd through January 4th with your parents if you don't want to, like you just don't. And similarly, you don't have to do with your in-laws that you don't like. And like, I don't know. I just want to like give everyone listening affirmation that like taking care of yourself, whether that's spending time with like a partner, spending time by yourself, like spending time with your family, whatever's good for you, like you should be doing that thing. On the other side of things, I know we've been talking a lot. Zoe brought up the um, cards that they love to make. We've been talking a lot about like more downer things. I wanted to bring up some good things that I like about the holidays. Um, I celebrate Christmas. So like specifically Christmas for me, I'm not a religious person. I didn't grow up in a religious household, but like I've really enjoyed the like sort of quote unquote actual meaning of Christmas of like togetherness and like giving and family. And so for me, like because I am really close to my mom and I like have what I think of as a good relationship with my brother. Like I really love spending time with them. I look forward to it. I realized the other day that like the reason I love Christmas music so much is that I'm either, I always am either listening to it with my mom and my brother or I'm listening to it when I'm soon going to see them. And so like, it just really like lifts my spirits to hear Christmas music because it's so tied in to me 
for me with this time that I've gotten to spend with people I really care about. Um, and I also really like gift giving. I know that can be like hard for, for people. My partner comes from a family that didn't do a lot of gifts and like, he's been really stressed out about what to get my family, which I've been trying to be like, it's fine. We'll do gifts together. I know that he reached out to Zoe for help picking a gift for me because he was so stressed out about what to get me. So shout out to Zoe for essentially picking my Christmas present. Um, um And it went amazing. And when (laughs) Kellen receives it, somehow the listeners need to all see what it is. We can, I'll tweet out a. Okay, uh, yes. Follow Um, Kellen on Twitter. You need to see (laughs) what I sent their partner to get them. (laughs) So I know it can, I know that can be hard, but like, I really love like thinking hard about like what would make someone happy or like spending the year listening to what they need and then logging it away in my brain to like give someone. Um, So all of that kind of stuff just like does make me really happy. And I, I, there's a lot of things I really love about this time of year. Yeah, I also really love gift giving. I mean, like with a caveat. So Kellen can attest that at my birthday, I just gave all of my friends gifts and they were all like cute little things that I got either like antiquing or with my um, latent eBay addiction. Um, (laughs) But like, I really love just finding like perfect little personalized gifts for people that I love. I do not like the like obligatory needing to find gifts for people. Mm. That part's like very stressful. Um, But I think with my friends who I also like know really well, finding things like antiquing or like, you know, browsing that you're just like, oh my God, this person would love this. That's like very fun for me. And then like watching people open them. I love that. Yeah, Zoe got me salt and pepper shakers that look like my cat Momo. Oh yeah, so good. (laughs) I did. Yeah, once again, sorry to bring it a little bit down, but it will it will get it will get lighter. But um <laughs> basically, you know, my brother and I were traumatized by gift giving, specifically around Christmas. Um I'm sorry, but this is the most like Catholic Well, thing literally I've ever my heard. stepmom wrote a fucking letter because my brother got like he was a freegan for a while, which like Of uh, course he was. Aquarius icon. Aquarius icon was a freegan. <laughs> um and so he got us all recycled gifts one year. Mm-hmm. And it was like really thoughtful and really well thought out um and my stepmom lost her fucking mind and like wrote a whole letter about it and it's always been a thing like since the time i was really young like i have the divorced family that were both remarried i had to buy like minimum 17 gifts like 17 different people from the time i was very young and like obviously couldn't even work yet um were you spending your own money on this oh yeah it's all oh. the, it's all my own money. Yes. Okay, this that's is horrible. Right. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, it's it's literally like I dread I dread this time of year because it has been so fucked up and traumatic. Um, but all that being said, there's another element that is like I was late diagnosis, but I think like the combination of autism and ADHD is like uh the idea of needing to do gifts on like a timeline really doesn't like make sense to me as a person like in my (laughs) neurodiversity it's just like I do love if I see something or if I think of something 
to like give gifts to the people in my life that I care about. But like the idea of it being like on this timetable and for like these specific reasons that I don't agree with, um, it's like really hard for me to wrap my mind around it. But I also have gotten a lot better at figuring out how to do gifts in my own way that serves me. So similar to that kind of mantra, if you will, that Kellen kind of put out there too of like, you just got to do what you need for you um, to make it okay. Um, But yeah, shit can be really fucked as it as it comes to gift giving. Um, And I'm just so sorry if you if what I said resonated with you because we deserve way better. Yeah, my luckily, like, I didn't have to deal with this because when I was young my parents would just get themselves gifts basically for us you know but by the time we got older I was no longer speaking to my dad but my brother was and my dad has like literally taken a gift my brother got him for Christmas and thrown it in the trash in front of him like it's just doing that kind of thing to your child makes me so mad And so anyway, I'm just like sitting here in like silent fury, Laura, like thinking about little you going through all of that. Yeah. Well, and teen me and young college. Oh, I just meant little. No, no. Yeah. No, it's all it's all fucked. But yes, just clarifying further. (laughs) But on to the things that I actually do love about this season. Um And that, for me, is actually rooted in the solstice, which this will be coming out um, the day before or the day after solstice for our Patreon people and two days after for our everyone. Um, But it's still relevant. And so first of all, what's a solstice? Um, When the sun enters Capricorn, on, so we enter Capricorn season on December 21st. It signals the seasonal solstice. So if you live in the Northern Hemisphere, this is the shortest day of the year where the dark presides over more of our waking hours. If you live in the Southern Hemisphere, it's the opposite. The sun shines longer than any other day. The word solstice combines the Latin words sol, the sun, and sister to stand still. Symbolically, this is a time of hush and pause, but also celebration. In the north, the winter solstice, which we will be focusing on here, is a symbolic rebirth. It's when the sun has reached its lowest point, and from this day on, the light begins increasing again. Um, Shout out to our listeners in Australia, though, that are having their summer solstice. Historically, cultures have marked marked this time of year with rowdy and reflective traditions alike. Ancient Athens honored the party god Dionysus uh, in the weeks that surrounded December solstice. This celebration, called the Rural Dionysa, was dominated by food, lighthearted comedy, and games. In ancient Rome, the December solstice coincided with the seven-day festival Saturnella, which venerated the god Saturn, which actually is also a translation of Satan, which we love to see. Um, During this time, lavish banquets were held and the the normal social order was flipped. 
The privileged served their servants, and a debaucherous carnival atmosphere suspended business as usual. Over in the United Kingdom, Stonehenge was built to face the winter solstice sunset, suggesting it was a site for for ritual during the shortest day of the year. The solstices, the solstices are in, entangled with cycles of planting, sowing, and regeneration. Light is life for all agricultural cultures, so this turning point in the sun cycle has profound implications for basic survival. In the Northern Hemisphere, the December solstice marks a time of hope, miracles, and reverence as we anticipate the sun's eventual return. Yeah, I just um, want to brag, um, <laughs> little plug. No, so my well, my mom's birthday is the solstice, and also my paternal grandmother, so my dad's wow. mom's birthday was the winter solstice, both winter solstice. Oh my god. Um, yeah, and I feel that that's like my my witch origin story. I think that's really where my that. powers have stemmed from. I'm so. obsessed with that for you. <laughs> and then because Laura, I was thinking of this when Laura just said it's like a time of hope and miracles. I was born on Hanukkah, which is like the miracle of light. Yes. Um, so I'm also they all a miracle. The... Thank you so much. You, of course you're a miracle. <laughs> you're the miracle, baby. Um, so there's just simply a lot of miracles happening in my family. <laughs> yes. I love but that. specifically a lot of solstice birthdays. I love it. Yeah, it's a it's a really good time to also release what isn't serving you, which I think comes back to what we were saying too before. Like mm. it's a time of releasing the stuff that isn't working and getting excited and celebrating what's about to come in, basically. So um obviously, as we've already gotten into with some of like the hard parts of gift giving, um, a lot of these kind of um themes that we just talked about with the solstice um because you know uh hanukkah and christmas are related to the solstice right so um all the gift giving is obviously like it didn't always start as what it is now because obviously we are in a fucked up capitalistic society at this point. Um, and I think that there's so much to be said about how capitalism and consumerism are make make these holidays have that very dark shadow that we've already discussed. Mm. Um, and we've definitely talked about this on other episodes um but it's obviously important to just like name what it is totally i mean if there's like an opportunity for like capitalism to co-opt something it's gonna jump right in and do that anybody who's been to you know a pride parade sponsored by jp morgan chase understands that um so it's no surprise that like that's what's happened with Christmas and with Hanukkah and and anything else that people can get us to like spend money on. Um, that's why I protest by making some handmade gifts. It's definitely a protest and not because I don't have money. It's Classic. A 
But I think there are like a lot of, we've kind of like touched on this as we've gone along, but like, I think we all have as promised at the top, some ideas about like tips and tricks for making it through this season. But yeah, in that vein, um, I wanted to kind of get us into talking about some like specific tips and tricks. And one thing I've been thinking about a lot in like my experience, you know, newly like working in mental health, um, that I've been like coming across a lot is that the holidays are just like very fucking hard for a lot of people. Um, pretty much none of my clients this week, this is my last week working before I go on my break. Um, we're like, I'm so excited. This is like going to be great. I can't wait to see my family. They're amazing. Um, and even like people that like their families, like Helen said in the beginning, like, even if you have a good relationship with your family, it's just like simply not all rainbows and sunshine. Um, there's a lot that comes up and it's also like normal to have difficult relationships with family. Um, which is especially prevalent during this time. And there's like a lot of heightened senses of loneliness um, and a lot of like seeing people's social media and perceiving that like their lives are happier, their families are more together um, and things like this, because that's, you know, what they're presenting to the public or like through their social media um, and that it, it feels better maybe than what your experience is and like that's just some examples i've noticed that have been coming up a lot but just to emphasize like you're definitely not alone and struggling through this time if you are if you're not and you're loving life that's like good for you that's like a brag you can keep that to yourself but we're happy for you um and yeah hopefully some of our like tips and tricks can help regardless of where you are personally at in your little journey um, and one tip that I have is to make sure you have plans to look forward to, um, whether it's like during, during time you're spending with family or after, um, especially if you have stressful plans. So for example, I've been making a list on my phone of like fun outings and places I like near where I'll be visiting so that I can like take myself out when I need space and just to like do fun things. There's like some thrift stores I like, um, some like parks I like to walk around, just like things like that so that I have a list on my phone. Um, so if I'm feeling activated, I can be like, oh, I can like go to one of these places and I'll have a nice little time. Um, I also have a friend who just like booked a tattoo appointment for right after they get back from visiting family. So they'll have like that to look forward to Love during that. the trip. Yeah, I thought that was like a really good idea. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is that like helps you recenter um i think having those plans or like potential plans kind of like i do going into it um mm -hmm. is just like a helpful thing to do mm -hmm. i'm also actually taking i'm going to be home for a couple weeks but i'm taking a couple day hiatus to visit a friend during that time so i also mm -hmm. have like that in between to like have some time with a friend so yeah make sure you're like padding any stressful times with <laughs> things that are going to make you feel good and loved and cared for yeah. And this is, uh, I think what I was thinking about is like related to what you were saying, Zoe, like, as I mentioned, like, I have a good relationship with everybody I'm going to be seeing this Christmas. Like, I am super excited to see especially my mom and my brother and my grandparents. Even though that's the case, I still know that I'm going to be like, this is too much at some point, you know? And so I'm like fully, I used to feel guilty about taking time to myself when I was with my family, like that I was supposed to be spending 
every week, especially like once I left for college, that when I came back, I was supposed to be spending every waking minute that I was like visiting family with family. Otherwise, I was like doing something wrong. I have now come to the adult realization that that is not the case. And to like get the most out of my time with my family, I also need to spend some time by myself. So I'm very much just like giving myself an excuse to do that. And um, I think that like going to spaces that are like childhood spaces, which is what a lot of people do um, as an adult can be difficult kind of like regardless it just brings up so much history and past and stuff and so like allowing giving yourself permission to like take whatever time you need to process whatever comes up to spend whatever time on your own that you need to like all of that I think is very important so I I think like Zoe's example of like making specific plans and then pairing that I think with also just being like and if something comes up and I'm feeling like a certain kind of way I'm gonna go to bed and read a book and like not come out for a few hours and just let everybody know like I'm taking my reading time see you at dinner something like that you know totally it's crucial also just like feeling okay with saying no and not giving a reason why Mm -hmm. like that's always a good really nice (laughs) it's really nice um Yeah, I definitely relate to what you were saying, Kellen, about, like, feeling like when I was home, I had to, like, do everything with my family Mm -hmm. or be, like, at their disposal for just, like, what are our plans? And I'm definitely working on being more, like, okay, I can commit to, like, these plans with you. I will also be doing these things not with you. Exactly. And, like, not along the lines of, like, what Laura was saying – like not being like I can't do this because I have another plan that I figured out it can just be like I am not going to do this right period right which I love Mm -hmm. especially because like especially when at least in my fucking extended family especially it's like there are people who are like anti-vaxxers or whatever like they're they're, Mm -hmm. like i don't want to be around these people yeah yeah you know and like to express no when my family doesn't understand boundaries like it doesn't matter what the reason is because they are gonna Mm -hmm. be annoyed about it either way so like (laughs) might as well save your fucking breath um if you want obviously do you But I've just been personally reflecting on, like, why do I feel the compulsion to, like, Mm. come up with a reason? Um, And just kind of thinking about or reflecting on, like, whatever compulsions that we all were conditioned to have. Mm -hmm. But so I wanted to give some more, like, tips and tricks for this time. Um, I thought we could borrow the agricultural metaphor to reflect on the growing seasons of our own lives because the December solstice occurs so close to the Gregorian New Year. This moment is a potent one to reflect on what you'd like to take with you into 2023 and what you want to leave behind. If there are memories, ideas, situations, or relationships that you don't want to keep sustaining, set them down. Imagine the bounty, wisdom, and sweetness that you want to call into the new year and record them. 
The simple act of writing down your hopes has a way of anchoring them in reality. And that's the first step of making them manifest. Winter solstice is a accumulation and a sacred tipping point before the days get longer. I think it might be nice to present some ideas on how to engage with the moment yourself. And so like, here's nine little rituals to help you honor the seasonal culmination. Number one, be in nature. Uh, I live in Buffalo and I do this, so y'all have no excuse. Um, But even if that's just like walking around or whatever, um, it doesn't need to be like out of a city. I obviously live in a city, but, you know, go to a corner park or whatever you have near you. Um, Contemplate like what this season can teach you. You can even look up like what are indigenous winter celebrations because they absolutely know how to honor the winter. Number two, acknowledge all that is accumulating in your own life. Honor whatever endeavor has reached a crucial threshold at this time. Consider all you've achieved and all the challenges still to come. Celebrate your works in progress and gather morale for the final stretch. Number three, release the idea that you need to get it right and embrace the reality of being in an unending process. Refuse to take unrealistic expectations into the new year with you. Hold a letting go ceremony where you write down every idea of perfection that you want to bid farewell to, then tear up the list. Throw them out or bury them outside or set them on fire. (laughs) Um, Number four, set intentions for the new year. Whether you're wanting to learn a new skill or commit more fully to your dreams, level up in your relationships, or reach uncharted depths in your current one, write them down. Um, If you aren't a person who's like drawn to working with words and you're more of like a visual person, I really recommend doing like a Pinterest board of what you want to like bring into your life in the next year. Number five, invite warmth into your home, light candles, brighten your space with lamps, stars, or golden garlands, and get cozy. By doing so, you cheer on the rebirth that's progressing in your life and all around you. Number six, adorn your home with seasonal foliage. Uh, There's cedar bows, dried oranges, mistletoe, ripe fruit, pine cones, flowers, honeycomb, or anything seasonal to the region you live in. Um, Obviously, a lot of us do Christmas trees as well. Convert your space into a sanctuary that sensually celebrates this time of year. In this way, you connect to the spirit and beauty of this sacred moment. Number seven, celebrate with friends, chosen family, and kindred spirits. Throw an intimate dinner with your inner circle or connect with the people you choose in some way. Spend time with people that keep your faith, keep you feeling aligned with yourself. Number eight, um, (laughs) meditate. This is like, I know it sounds so hard and people are like, I can't meditate or all the things, but 
anything that's committing a practice that helps you be reflective um, is really, really helpful. Um, it's the most powerful way to connect with your truest path. And there's like lots of YouTube videos and Spotify playlists and other resources to help you find a practice that actually works for you because there's a lot of ways to do it. And it's not all like, I think, the rigid way that people imagine it to be. And finally, number nine, learn about the major astrological moments impacting your life next year and plan accordingly. My favorite resource on this right now is the Chani 2023 guidebook and year ahead, um, which you should select based on your rising sign because your rising sign tells you like how you move through current astrology weather. Um, and that will help you understand how the coming year will be for you. That's not sponsored by Chani, but we are open, open to it. <laughs> our DMs are open. Exactly. <laughs> yes, our DMs are open for sponsors uh, or just nice thoughts. Um, you can DM us at Season of the Bee on Instagram or on Twitter. You can also email us uh, season of the bee at gmail.com. If you want to join our Discord and get access to perks like Zoe's uh, holiday cards, you can do <laughs> the so. perk of the year, you could say. Exactly. <laughs> um, you can go to patreon.com slash season of the bitch. Um, contribute as much or as little as you want and you get added to our discord if you so desire if you don't want to talk to us on discord you should still go to our patreon and throw some money our way so true um yeah so all that being said i love y'all love you hope you have a painless and peaceful holiday time yes correct (laughs) Bye. bye bye Bitch.